Ooh, what's up guys um short show today not a lot of news it's like the first this is gonna be the first sunday without football we're gonna have to see what i mean hopefully i, I saw tiger birdie the first hole of the genesis so maybe maybe he'll be in the mix on sunday it'll be something to watch maybe i'll have to go see like ant-man or something like that we'll see see how my i spend my weekend without football um today we just got into the top 15 wide receivers, my early rankings on that. Um, other than that, it's, you know, go into the weekend, have fun, do whatever you got to do. So I want to get into our first very early, probably too early rankings for the wide receivers for 2023. Um, we kind of got into it a little bit. I think it was last week. Um, my number one, number two guys, just kind of who we're talking about up there. Um, you know, so let, let's not mess around. Let's just get right into it. Number one, I have Jamar Chase. We talked about this. Like I said, it's on TikTok. Call your shot podcast if you want to go listen to that. Um, it's just the ceiling floor thing. That's kind of how, where I stand with it. I think it's a matter of opinion for the top three guys. If you look at, you know, Chase Jefferson Cup, my thing is, is that when you look at Chase, the quarterback play is the best of the three. He had he didn't have a single game with less than 10 points last year. He's not going to kill you in games. You see, you know, Jefferson, when you play with Cousins, that floor is a little bit lower. It's a lot lower, actually. So, you know, Chase has the ceiling as well. He scored the – he's had the big 50-point games and all that. I'm not really – I think Chase is my pick. I think he has the ability to step it up a level as well. So, I have Jeff, Jamar Chase as my number one receiver. Um, last year's number one receiver, Justin Jefferson, I have him at number two. Just like we said earlier – the floor with Cousins is just kind of scary, in my opinion. Yes, he led the league in touches. Yes, he does all these things. He's he's probably the best real-life wide receiver. I don't even think that's really a question. Um, but just from a fantasy perspective, if you're going into a week-to-week basis, I just think that the variance when you look at a guy like Jefferson is just so much higher, and he just he's going to win you a lot of weeks, but he has a much higher chance of losing you weeks as well. Um then we get into it. Number three, I have Cooper Cup. He's coming off the ankle injury. He's only played in nine games, although he did lead the league in points per game last year. Even in those nine games, he scored 22 a game, more than Justin Jefferson, more than everybody else in the league. Um, I don't. McVay, Stafford, they're both going to be coming back. Even if we see Stafford take a step back, I mean, I don't know how much worse he can be than he was last year. He was he was bad last year. Like that's kind of gets pushed under the rug because, you know, I think he had injuries towards the end of the year, but Stafford was not good and Cup still was. So I'm not particularly concerned with his performance affecting Cooper Cup. Um, I also think, you know, Cup's 30 now. He's coming off the ankle injury. I don't really think that it's his game is going to be changed much with age. 
He's not really a physical, like going to, he doesn't have like game breaking speed or he's not like a DK Metcalf, just like huge in stature kind of guy. I think he's just going to be doing the same route running stuff he's been doing for years now. I mean, I think people forget Cooper Cup had like a wide receiver four season, like two years before the one or before 2021 where he had the breakout wide receiver one season. So it's not like that, that was just a one-year wonder season. He's been doing this for a while. Like He's been a very good player for a long time. I feel comfortable putting him at three. Um, at number four, I have Tyreek Hill. He was last year's wide receiver, too. I just I kind of think that last year is going to be the peak of what we see from him in Miami. He's still going to be a very explosive player. He's the might be one of the fastest players to ever play football. But when you look at, you know, just I, I just don't think you can get much better. Like he was the offensive player of the year the first like 14 weeks of the season. And then, you know, even then it's like he was getting people were talking about him for the MVP. Like I just don't see like I don't see how much better it can get than that. So I'm not going to put him like like and again, he is also prone to those, you know, those low floor weeks. Not as much. He's not really dependent on the QB as much. You know, he was 17 and a half points a game without Tua. So, again, I am i don't think this is a slight putting him at four. I just like the three guys ahead of him better. And it's the same thing with number five, Devontae Adams. I Again, I don't really hate, who, like, putting him at five. I think I just think Hill provides the higher upside. It's just a matter of with Adams, they don't have a quarterback right now. So, if you think that they're going to bring in Rodgers, I think that could be a step up from Carr. They've played together a long time. We've seen what he does with Aaron Rodgers. Then you look at if it's like a Jimmy Garoppolo, now we start to get concerned. If it's a rookie, we can get a little concerned, depending on who it is. Um, and I think his game, again, like Cup, is going to age well. Warm weather. He's not really a burner. He's not a physical guy. It's going to be a lot of the route running. He can, beat you. He can still beat guys down the field. But, again... I think that he's going to age well. He's going to be 31 this year, I believe. And then, you know, it's the other reason I'm dropping him down spire too is just touchdown regression. He he had 14 last year. It was the second most of his career. So, again, not a slight putting him at five, but I have Devontae Adams at five. Um, here's where I think it starts to get a little interest. This is where I kind of start to shake it up a bit. I have a Monroe St. Brown at six. I, it's not really that crazy he was the wide receiver seven last year so i'm just moving him up a spot um 24 years old he averaged 17 points last games the last 10 games of the season he had three single digit games and two of them were either when he got hurt or he was playing hurt the next game that he played um he was fourth in the nfl in touches there's a lot of room for improvement in the touchdown department um he scored six touchdowns his rookie year in like I'm pretty sure all of them were in that big stretch down towards the end of the season where he was like the wide receiver two in like the last eight weeks. I'm pretty sure all six came during that time or damn close to it. Um, and he only scored six this year. So you get him in another year with Ben Johnson, another year in the system for Jared Goff. I think Jameson Williams coming in could help because now all of a sudden they have a field stretcher. Amon Ra works in the short and intermediate. I think he'll that'll stretch the field for him, give him a lot more open space to work with. I have him on Ross St. Brown at six. Um, number seven and eight, I, I kind of, it's a toss up for me right now. I think I th I'm, I'm going to put Diggs seven. 
just because I can be talked out of it and flip flopping with the next guy as well. I, he didn't have a very strong finish to 2022. I mean, it was like 16 and a half points. It's, that's okay. Like it's, it's not like it's what you expect from like a wide receiver seven. Um, I just like the guys ahead of him more. I think they need to bring the bills overall. We've talked about it before. They need to bring somebody else in, just kind of take the pressure off of them a little bit. Gabe Davis and, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, those guys aren't really doing the job. So we'll see about that. Like he's another one of those guys like points per touch is something we're going to talk about a lot. Like, you know, the rest of the summer, leading into the season, 2.9. That's very good. It's well above average. Um, You know, he had, has had 40 point games. He had nine games over 20 points this year, which I'm pretty sure was tied for the most in the NFL. Um, Just, you know, getting a little older, it's getting, it's going to be cold in Buffalo. We've seen with the bills, those games where they just, Chuck the ball downfield the entire game. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't think it's really a slight. I The person I was debating with for the 7-8 flip-flop was C.D. Lamb. I have him at 8. Um, Dak has a similar vibe to Cousins. I know like you watch like Colin Coward and all them. They do the blind resumes, and it's like you put Dak and Cousins next to each other. It's basically the same stats. Um, I do think it's similar in the fact that there are games where the Cowboys just have those, like they just lay an egg. So offensively, um, he's one of those guys where I think the floor is really high with him. I don't necessarily think he's got like the 45 point ceiling that a lot of like guys ahead of him have. Um, you know, the other thing that's a little bit of concern, I think this is the real reason I put him behind Diggs. Lamb was 16th in red zone targets and, he was tied for 25th inside the 10. It's just like he's a smaller frame guy. And when you look at it like that, he's not going like he's not going up and getting like jump balls and stuff like that. It just makes me a little concerned. Like he had nine touchdowns this year. I'm not expect like unless he just starts ripping off these after the catch, like 50 yarders. I don't necessarily see him improving much from nine touchdowns game. Like it's going to be like plus or minus two each way. Either way, I don't really see that as like necessarily league winning, league altering stuff. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll go through nine through fifteen. All right, we're back. Um, getting to nine to fifteen, number nine, I have AJ Brown. One of the I wasn't high on him coming into last season. I was obviously wrong on that. Um, I was just worried about the fact that in a run heavy offense like the Eagles had. He was going to have to be very efficient with the targets that he got. I mean, he now has proven that he can do that. Like, you look at points per touch, he was 3.4 PPR, which, by the way, we've mentioned this before. We're all PPR on this show. Um, But, yeah, he's – 3.4 is, like, the elite of the elite. Like, that's the best in the league. So, and it's like – it's not like he's just doing it on deep balls. He's making catches. He's making guys miss. He's, you know, throwing dudes off of him. We saw that in the Super Bowl. Um, so I think that, you know, as the, we'll see what happens with Steichen leaving. That's part of the reason I think he's a little lower than where he finished last year. Um, also I think Devonte Smith's going to take a step. Dallas Guyard's going to be there longer. He missed some time this past season. So that's why I have him currently at nine. I have his teammate Devonte Smith at 10. Again, that's a spot lower than he finished last year. Smith is just, you know, he was the wide receiver five from week 10 on. I don't think he's necessarily a number two. He's a one B um, one again, talk about it, Like we'll see about Steichen, but 
Another just concern that you have with the Eagles, they take a lot of early leads and then they just kind of sit on the ball. They'll just run the clock out, try to bleed it, shorten the game, not really throwing the ball as much. So, and we'll see about that, how that plays into where he finishes up in his production going to next year. There's also kind of like CeeDee Lamb, thinner guy, not a big presence in the red zone. Um, so he had, I think it was, yeah, he had seven touchdowns last year. I'm not necessarily seeing, like, I don't see like a 15 touchdown season from Devontae Smith. I could see that with A.J. Brown because he's more of an explosive player. I don't really see that kind of upside with Smith. I think that he's, if you take Devontae Smith, though, you'll feel very, feel very comfortable with what you're getting. I feel like there's not going to be a lot of variance in that selection. A guy that there could be a lot of variance and somebody I'm honestly a little concerned about it. I have him at 11. I have Jalen Waddle. Other than the 40 point game last year, it was like just a little bit to be desired. Um, he's another one of these guys that isn't really a factor much in the red zone. Like talking about it a lot, but that stuff's important. Like that's where players score points. Like that's where you want your guys to score. Like when you see guys on the red zone on TV on Sunday, you are rooting for you, your guys to get the ball here. You know, Waddle, he's an elite point per touch guy. He's 3.32, but he had the least red zone touches of any of the top 15 guys, or honestly, or just the least touches in general out of any top 15 guy, like in fantasy last year. He had like 77 touches. So I'm putting him at 11 because I believe in the talent of the player. I think he benefits from having Tyreek Hill. Um, but at the same time, He's another guy where you're a little bit concerned about, you know, the quarterback situation. When you look at him with Tua and without, he was scoring like nine points a game with Tua, or without Tua, excuse me. But, you know, compare that to with Tua, it was closer to 15. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I assume Tua is going to be back, but we've seen now he had three concussions last year. They can tell you it was only two. It was, he had three concussions. The one He had won the Bills game won the Bengals game the next week, and they had the one the Packers game. So we'll see what happens there. I have Waddle at 11. little shock. The next two are kind of just just me spitting, like throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. I have Godwin at 12. It's not too crazy. He was a wide receiver 19 last year. You take out week one where he was clearly playing hurt. He like sat out a couple weeks after that. He's one of the most tar- – consistently every single year, he gets targeted more than any other player in the league. You look at it, he had 107 touches this year. It was like – that's like seven a game. Only had two games under 10 points. Again, I believe one of those was week one when he was hurt. Um, we'll see what happens at quarterback. But at the end of the day, like they had Jameis in 2019. The year he had 30 interceptions, turned the ball over more than like any player in history. And he was, he was the wide receiver too. So – I'm not concerned really with what's going to happen at quarterback for them. Um, and then at number 13, I have Garrett Wilson. Um, Will you, I've written about it on my blog, Commissioner Corner. You can go check that out. The difference between Wilson with Zach Wilson and without is just stark. It's very dramatic. I'm projecting a big step, not only as a player, but just the step that the entire offense is going to take when they have a quarterback not named Zach Wilson. So, you know, there he only had four touchdowns last year, but he was top 10 in red zone targets. 
Like that just that shouldn't happen. That should not be the case. When you look at like other guys that are in there, like your DK Metcalfs, your Adams, your Jamar Chase, like those those are the kind of guys that are consistently in that range. I'm not saying that he's going to be that player, but what happens if they get Aaron Rodgers? Like somebody like that, even like a Derek Carr. Derek Carr would just be a dramatic upgrade. They would actually just be able to consistently move the ball downfield. They're getting Brees Hall back. They're going to be able to run the ball again. So I have Garrett Wilson taking a massive step. I have him in my top 15. I have him at 13 right now. Um, 14, I just have DK Metcalf. I mean, it's just like like the player himself and the just fantasy production couldn't be like more dramatic opposites. Like I feel like when you draft DK Metcalf, it's just like, it's not on the same level as Mike Evans, but you just like, oh yeah, I have DK Metcalf on my team. That's it. It's like it's not like exciting. Like DK Metcalf in real life is like a very exciting player. Like you know, like he's you know got a lot of stories going around. He's got the hair and you know just the big you know the physique and all that stuff. But it's like I don't know. I just I feel like I'm gonna put him at 14. He's gonna next year he's gonna finish at 14. He's never gonna have like a 50 point week. It'll just be a lot of like oh yeah he scored 14, he scored 14 again, he scored 16 the next week. So not a whole lot. It's like, you know, it's year two with Gino. They'll be able to, you know, get some other stuff going in that offense. I think they drafted another wide receiver this year. So maybe that'll help them, you know, open up the offense a little bit more. Um, I think the only reason he's above the guy I have next is that, or I have at 15, I have T Higgins. Um, only reason it just touches, you know, like he had 75 this year it's it's okay it's like he's i think the only person below waddle in the top 15 so it the Bengals offense is going to be good they're going to score a lot of points i think he could improve in the touchdown department but at the end of the day like we like drafting like he's a he's going to be a top 15 player i can't see him as a top five guy i don't like i think the ceiling's like maybe nine because that's like i think it's very hard to have two guys in the top 10 let alone top five. I think Jamar Chase can be a number one guy. So you look at, you know, even the games where Chase was out this year, um, Higgins, he had two games in the top six and the other two, he was outside the top 20. So I think we'll see what happens with that going forward. Um, truthfully, like we go down the list. There's some other guys I got. I have Brandon Ayuk at 19 right now. Um, I've, I think that I saw somebody put him at 40. I wrote about this on one of my blogs. I think it was, I think it was Yankee on PFF. He had, he had him at 40. Like, when are we going to just accept that Brandon, Brandon Ayuk is just good? Like, I think he had, he was top 25 the year before, even that was the year where everybody said he was bad. And it's like, Oh, he was such a bust. It's like, he's just, he's just fine. Like, like, once you get to like a certain point in these fans, drafting fine players, just, decent players it's just like i don't know i think when you look at guys that you want to draft like in these ranges it's hard to put guys in certain spots because like the way i do my draft board we're going to go on a little bit of tangent here but like the way i do my draft board is i don't have like specific rankings i have i have it broken down by adp normally it's like fantasy pros has the average adp um for all the different sites that they can get a hold of. I normally break it down. Like I have the first round and then after that, it's like two rounds a piece, second and third rounds a tier, fourth and fifth rounds a tier after the, you know, just two rounds at a time. Um, and then 
within those rounds, those tiers, I have guys I like and guys I don't like. And then in within those, I just start to rank people. So if I'm in the second round, I'll be in my second, third round tier. I'll go through all the guys I like. And if once I do that, I'll go to the guys I don't like if none of those guys are available. So when you look at just ranking players, that's why I, like, I have a hard time ranking some of these guys. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like, I do I think DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen are better players than like a guy like Olave? Sure. But like, it depends on what I'm looking for. If I need just like a safe, like I just want to go up to the draft board and hit a double. Yeah, sure. I'll take one of those two guys. But if I'm like, if I feel like I have solid players on my team already and I need like a higher upside guy, that's what I'm going with like an Olave. Or like even like I have Christian Watson at 24. It's like, do I think Christian Watson's necessarily like better at football than DJ Moore and Michael Pittman? Absolutely not. But like you see what he did in this short time and you watch like the stuff he did playing with Rodgers and all that stuff. It's not he what none of that stuff was difficult really getting him the ball. Like I don't really think like when they have Jordan Love playing with him next year, I don't think they're gonna have trouble getting him the ball. So I I don't know. Like I, we can get into more deeper lists later on, but right now I think a lot of the top fifty guys, there's not much variance of what's going to happen besides a couple of quarterback moves. Um and even then, like like we talked about with Wilson. Any sort of upgrade over Zach Wilson, I think he's going to take a huge step. I mean, he was drafted in the top 10 for the re- for a reason. Godwin, again, you know, like he was wide receiver too with Jameis. It's like he's not like necessarily, it's like, oh, you have to perfectly hit him on deep ball. It's like, no, he's running underneath. You can hit him eight times a game. He'll go eight for 80 and a touchdown, and you're sitting pretty at 22 points. So, right. Yeah, that math's right. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are my top 15 wide receivers going into next year. Um, we can talk about some other stuff later on, maybe some sleepers next week. We got to pace what we talk about going forward. But, um, but yeah, that's what we have so far. That's it. That's the show. Um, real quick before we go, forgot to say in the intro, um, follow on Spotify if you haven't already. Tell your friends. Um, even if they don't like football, just tell them to tell their friends, um, follow on TikTok. We got some new TikToks that we cut up from, uh, last pods show. Yeah. Um, just, you know, if you want to see my face while I basically do the show, that's the only reason TikTok's on there. Um, rate on Spotify, five stars. You love it. Four stars. You don't and, uh, get home safe. Peace.